Just remember that. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to just quit your job, neglect your family in order to invest in yourself. But you also don't have to completely neglect yourself in order to serve your family and to show up in your job as well. Welcome to the Legacy Lab, where we're all about building a lasting impact one day and one moment at a time. I'm your host, Chris Serby, and each week we have helpful conversations that will help you craft your own legacy. So let's dive into today's episode as we make an impact on this world together. Welcome back to the Legacy Lab podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. It's going to be a fun, fun ride for us. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. And if you've listened before, welcome back. I've heard from people on most episodes, but especially last episode where we talked about how on a road trip, we need to know our destination. We need to know where we're going. And then when we do, that will inform how we show up in our life and how we show up on the trip and how long it takes us to get there and specifically around the idea of eulogy. And so there's been many people that have reached out to me this week that said that was so inspiring. I actually read my eulogy in that episode, as well as others have said, I'm going to write my own. You've inspired me to write my own. And even this summer, I'm going to get it down on paper. And so that's the hope. It's that somehow, some way, whatever I'm saying, whatever I'm sharing here is going to be an encouragement to you, an encouragement for you to be able to show up in your life in a way with purpose and power and meaning and excitement and just vibrancy. So I really believe today's episode is going to help with that as well. So have you ever been driving down the road and you get to a red light or a stoplight and a car very similar to yours pulls up beside you? Or maybe it's a car that you've had in the past and it pulls up right beside you. For us, that is the silver Honda minivan. I think they were a very popular car. And sometimes there's these silver minivans that will pull up beside us. And it looks like it has been taken care of so well, like it's pristine. <laughs> and if you're like me, you sit there and wonder, you're like, huh, how did that happen? Was this thing garage kept all the time? Was it washed and waxed on a consistent schedule? Did an older person own this that maybe saw their grandkids a few times a year? How in the world did they get this car to look so pristine and in such good shape? Meanwhile, when I had it, it was literally the wheels were falling off. There's chicken nuggets between the seat. Sometimes the oil was way over the recommended mileage to be changed. And you can't even remember the last time you were able to go through a car wash. Some might say it looks like my car has been ridden hard and put up wet. Which, side note, have you ever wondered where that phrase came from? Last week, we looked at the phrase running around with a chicken with your head cut off. And so this week, I would got curious because we say things, there's so many things about our language that are just natural things that we say all the time in our language, but I'm wondering where it began, where it start from, and that kind of thing. I know like a lot of times in our current culture, if people say that, road hard and put up wet, it, it would refer more than likely to like some promiscuous woman or something like that. But it actually originated in referring to horses. So horses, when they are ridden, especially when they're ridden hard, they begin to sweat. 
And you know, like if you've watched any kind of movie or where you ride horses, like typically you don't ride horses on the street that much. You ride them in the country or down trails or in fields. And so while they're running really hard, they're sweating. And while they're sweating, they're picking up dirt and debris and all kinds of different things. Whenever they get back, typically it's good for you to cool the horse down, maybe walk it around a little bit, then brush it, wash it, that kind of thing. But sometimes people don't do that. Like they ride them hard and then they put them up wet, sweaty, dirty. So that doesn't help them in two ways. Physically, when they're put up wet and they're grimy and all of those types of things, it's not uncommon for them to develop chills and to become sick. And then also like just mentally, they don't really like to be dirty and wet and not being cared for and taken care of. So that's where the phrase ridden hard and put up wet came from. So my question is, do you feel like that in your life sometimes? Maybe you have been ridden hard, like you have driven yourself in the ground. You have run really hard for a long time and there wasn't a whole lot of care given to you. Maybe whether that was physical care that you've given to yourself, mental, emotional care that you've given to yourself, or spiritual care that you've given to yourself. So as we continue this conversation around a road trip to a meaningful life is that first we need to know the destination, but we also need to maintain the vehicle that we are going to be riding in throughout the journey on the road trip, because we know that there's a big difference in a vehicle that's been maintained. That one that pulls up to me at the stoplight and just looks clean and fresh and the one that has been ridden and driven in the ground and that you look at and you're really wondering if it's going to be able to make it a few more miles down the road, much less down thousands and thousands of miles or decades and decades. The reason why I think this conversation is also important is that we don't get to trade in this vehicle when it gets run down. Like that van that pulls up beside me sometimes at lights. I don't have that van anymore. It's because we drove it into the ground. Like the kids didn't take care of it. We did not maintain it as well as we probably could have and just over the course of wear and tear as well as not that consistent maintenance schedule it was time for us to get something else that was more reliable that was more suitable for our family that was just cleaner (laughs) thankfully we can do that with vehicles that we drive but we don't get to do that with the vehicle of our body the vehicle that we are riding around in this road trip, in this journey that we are on. And if you think about it, like our body, our mind, our spirit, that's really the only thing that's guaranteed to stick around with us during the entirety of our journey. While the duration of our journey isn't guaranteed. I say, you've heard me on here say, I want to live till I'm 85 plus. That's not necessarily guaranteed. But what is guaranteed is the vehicle that I currently am in, whether that's my body, mind, soul, spirit, that will be with me until the end. That's the only thing that's guaranteed to be with me till the end. It's not my family, unfortunately, is not guaranteed to be with me until the end. That breaks my heart to think about that. The other people in my life are not guaranteed. The house that I have, my job, my money, whatever, it is not guaranteed to be with me till the end. But this is the one thing that from now until I breathe my last breath, This is the only thing 
that is gonna be guaranteed to be with me the entire time. And so if that's the case, we definitely need to care for it, nourish it, nurture it, and make sure that we are not running it in the ground. Make sure that we're not riding it hard and putting it up wet. So today I have three things that I want us to think through that are really gonna help us around this conversation and that are gonna give us some great perspective as we commit to invest in ourselves, to commit to invest in our vehicle, to commit to maintain that in which we've been given. So I was listening to an audiobook the other day, and this interesting word came up called backcasting. Backcasting. So that word has been coined by a gal named Annie Duke. So she's written a book called Thinking in Bets. And backcasting basically, as it applies to our conversation today, would be because we know what forecasting is. Like I'm forecasting the fact that I'm going to live till I'm 85 plus. But backcasting would be if I live to 85 plus, then what does that really mean? What am I going to need to do from now until then over the next 49, 48, however many years it is? What am I going to need to do over the course of those years in order to be where I want to be whenever I'm 85? Does that make sense? So that idea of Start from the end in mind. Go to the end and work backwards from there. Start with that goal and then reverse engineer it is really where this idea of backcasting can, can come into play. And so that's the first thing that you really should think through. Like last week, we talked about a eulogy and what you want to be known for, what you want to accomplish in your life. And for me, I said words like grandfather. For me, I said words like making an impact in the lives of thousands of men. For me, I said that I had a long, healthy marriage. And so if those are the things that I'm wanting to accomplish while I'm here on the earth and things that I want to do, then I'm going to need to figure out what do I need to do in order to get to that point. It doesn't just happen. Like me, for instance, there's not a whole lot of people in my family that have lived a long time. Like 85 is a long time to live in my family. And so I can just leave it up to luck and to circumstance and to maybe if I just get to 85, then I get to 85. Or I can say, I want to get to 85 and I want to be vibrant when I'm there. And so as vibrant as possible. And so what would I need to do between now and then in order to do that? Okay, so... Whatever that is, wherever you're wanting to be, whatever it is, like that's why the eulogy conversation and the destination conversation is so important, is like whatever that is, just then work backwards from there. The second thing I would say is there has to be a well-rounded approach. Like what is important to the maintenance of the whole entire vehicle? So if we're on this road trip, we're setting off to wherever. So maybe you have a great trip planned this summer. You're not only going to check the oil and then never check the treads on the tire, never make sure that you have gas in it, never check the brakes, never check any of those types of things, right? And so it needs to really be a well-rounded approach that when we get into that vehicle, it's a safe vehicle. It's a vehicle that's going to be reliable. It's a vehicle that, that we know that when we set off on this path, that it's going to be taken care of. And then throughout peri periodically as well, we're going to be checking on things like when we fill it up with gas. We're going to probably walk around the vehicle and make sure there's not any flat tires, right? Or whatever the case may be. And so as we are preparing this journey of life, a well-rounded approach in the way that we're investing in ourselves would also be super, super important. So that's why our physical health, that's so important. Our mental and emotional health, so important. 
our spiritual health, so important. If you're anything like me, when you get so focused on whether it's the problem ahead or the destination, it's so easy for me to forget about all those other things and not prioritize those things. In my life, especially even as far as this past fall, when I was working basically 24-7. And because of that, I was not prioritizing any of those three things. I wasn't prioritizing my physical health. I wasn't prioritizing my mental, emotional well-being. I wasn't at all prioritizing my spiritual health. So because of that, I was able to see the ramifications of that. Like I, I did gain weight during that time. I did get out of breath much more easily when I would move my body. I did have some pretty intrusive thoughts and emotionally was not processing the emotions that came up. Spiritually, I was feeling really dry and really empty, all in the name of working really hard and solving a problem currently. And at that time, I really worked hard to justify that I was doing that. This isn't forever. This is only for a period of time. It's for a short season, that kind of thing. But during it, I felt pretty terrible. And the truth is, is like long-term doing that day after day, week after week, month after month was not at all going to get me to the actual eulogy that I had planned, the end of life that I had planned, all those beautiful things that that I wanted to do and accomplish in my life. I was on the trajectory to do some of those things in the next few years, but definitely not on into my life as a whole. And so that's an encouragement to you today is if you know where you're going, where your destination is, and you start working backwards from there, then like just make sure that includes a well-rounded approach. And look, this doesn't have to mean physically you have to go out and run a marathon. We talk about that a lot of times. It's like, what is the next step from where you currently are? And so I have two specific resources for you. If you're wanting some help with your physical, like with movement, especially, I currently use an app. It's called Ladder. And with Ladder, you're able to get, I think it's like $30 a month. You're able to get all your workouts from warm up to cool down and everything in between just by the press of a button, basically. Now, obviously, it would be nice if it actually did the work for us. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Like, we actually have to put the work in. But as far as tracking your the time that you move, how many sets that you do, your rest, all of those types of things, it's really like a plug-and-play thing. You can just wake up and do the stuff. They have body weight things on there. They have things that you can do in the gym. They can have things if you have limited equipment, like with dumbbells and a jump rope, whatever it is. It's a really good resource, especially if you don't have a whole lot of time to plan out what you're doing, a whole lot of time to maybe even work with a personal trainer or whatever that is. It's a great, it's pretty affordable, $30 a month, and it's a really good thing. So that's Ladder. I'll put the link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out. And the second thing is get a coach, get a one-on-one coach. So if you have very specific goals and maybe you're a little overweight and you're wanting to get to a specific weight or specific body fat percent, whatever it is, or maybe you're wanting to train for a specific thing. Maybe you want to do your first 5K or your first half marathon, or maybe you're just wanting to get stronger or whatever it is, and you 
want to invest in working one-on-one with a coach, my coach that I have used for years and years and years is his name is Alden Anderson. And Alden is so great about basically all of those things I listed and anything else you can dream up. Alden can basically take you from where you are to where you want to go. He's so great at developing a plan, a sustainable plan, a plan that is going to be able to push you, but then also again, be able to be maintained. And so I'll put his information in the show notes as well. Those are two amazing resources that you could use for your physical health, mental and emotional health around those things. Like there's so many things that you can invest in coaches, counselors, therapists. The greatest place to start really is like to just get a piece of paper out and a pen and, and just start journaling. Like just Google journal prompts and you'll have so many things come up and you can really just start to write those things out to get them outside of your head and get them in onto paper. That's going to be so helpful. That's a very complex thing, but that's a great start is to begin to journal. Spiritual is the same thing. Like if you are feeling spiritually dry, it doesn't mean that you have to go from no time spent investing in your spiritual health to spending an hour in meditation and prayer and Bible study and all those types of things. Again, there, there's steps that you can take in the process. There's so many devotionals that you can grab. That Maybe you don't have a Bible reading plan, but you could grab a devotional. One thing that I've been doing recently is there's a, an app on the phone called the Pause app. So in there, you're able to just take, you can set a minute, three minute timer, and it walks you through this mindful type exercise to really just like it says, pause from everything else and then really just turn your attention and and your gaze towards more spiritual things. So those are some resources. If you have any more questions about any of that, just shoot me a DM and let me know. I think it'll be very helpful. And then three is to keep in mind that you have a limited daily budget, but don't let that keep you from investing. For instance, if I had that old beat up silver Honda minivan that I used to drive and I had $20,000, then I could pretty much restore that car. Like I could replace everything that was broken down. I could even get it a new paint job. I could get all kinds of different things and it would look like the car that was perfectly beautifully maintained. The truth is, is that that's not the way that it works with our body and with our mind and our spiritual life, unfortunately. We don't just get to just go from zero to a hundred just because we have a whole lot of money to invest or a whole lot of time to invest and that kind of thing. And so you have a limited daily budget, but don't let that keep you from investing. Like there are things that you can do today that are going to definitely help you in caring for and investing in that one vehicle that you have. And so just remember that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to just quit your job neglect your family in order to invest in yourself. But you also don't have to completely neglect yourself in order to serve your family and to show up in your job as well. And so that's where I like we ha- we can take steps that will definitely help us. Specifically around physically, I was reading a book this week, listening to it actually Outlive by Peter Atia and There was a study done that if you spend 90 minutes moving a week, so basically, what's that, like 15 minutes a day, 13 minutes a day, if you spend that amount of time moving your body intentionally, then you reduce 
your chance of all-cause mortality by 14% just by moving your body for 90 minutes a week. It's so important, and we cannot neglect it. But the truth is, some of us, that check engine light is just blaring. It's just blinking and blinking. If it had like a, a buzzer behind it, it would be like, bah, bah, bah. It, it would be going off. And if you're like me, you've seen that a lot of times and you just ignore it. Just pedal to the metal, keep on going down the road. And the truth is that eventually that vehicle is going to break down. That vehicle is not going to be running as efficiently as it possibly could. It's not going to be able to take us where we want to go. And it's probably going to be pretty miserable in the process. Like when your body and your mind and your spirit, when they're just like dry and not feeling well and unhealthy, you just don't feel great. Yes, your life might have a lot of great things in it. You're not able to enjoy it to its fullness. Because those things just have been neglected for so long. And so the hope for you is if, if you have been neglecting your body, if you've been neglecting your mind, emotions, spiritual life, those types of things, then it's not too late. Don't take that car and just give up and go take it to the dump and, or take it to the junkyard or anything like that. There's some maintenance that you can do. You can start moving in those directions in order so that, again, it's not just maintenance for maintenance sake. It's so that we can continue to stay on the road towards the destination, the things that matter to us. So as we wrap up, I think a great way to just analyze the way that we're currently spending our time, because the truth is like we, when we're beside that person at the red light, we want to come up with every excuse possible of why we couldn't have taken care of our car like they did. And we want to like minimize whatever they've done in order to take care of their vehicle. It's like, oh, well, they probably bought that car from a grandpa that it sat in the garage and they never saw their grandkids. Maybe that's just me, but that's what I've thought often. And it's the same way, like we can look at other people who seem to be taking care of themselves physically and we're like, oh, they just must have good genes or they don't, they never had to work as hard as I have or whatever. And so we try to cheapen what they've done. And the truth is that person, as well as me, like we all have the same amount of time. We all have the same amount of hour in a day. And so some time we've spent and some time we've invested. So the difference between spending and investing is like spending is that pedal to the metal life. Spending is that ridden hard, put up wet life. Investing is that investment in yourself, like taking care of yourself, taking 15 minutes to go take a walk down the road, taking 20 minutes a day to read 10 pages in a book, taking time to be able to just pause and show gratitude for all the things that you've been given. All those types of things are investments that eventually you're going to down the road be super thankful that you invested in them. And that's really how I would define right now investment is we're caring for something now in hopes that it will serve us later. So if we're caring for our money now and putting it in places in which it will grow with hopes that it will serve us later, if we're investing, it may not even serve us right in that exact moment rather than spending something that's going to serve us now and hoping we have enough later. Does that make sense? And we can apply that not only to money, but to our time, to our attention, to all the things, the resources that we've been given 
on this earth, are we spending them or are we investing them? Because like a car, like our body, like whatever it is, we're going to get to the point that we need to tap into that investment. Maybe we're confronted with a problem. Maybe it's just later on down the road. And we will always wish we had invested more. I hope this episode has been encouraging to you today to see how can you invest in yourself? How can you care for and maintain that only vehicle, that one vehicle that you have on this earth, which is your body, mind, soul, spirit? How can you invest in that so that over the course of the time that we have on this earth, we are making it matter that we're able to show up in all the ways that we want to show up in the ways that matter to us so that over time we're able to log those miles and get to that point, to that destination that's going to lead to a meaningful life. If any of this was encouraging to you, I actually have a resource for you. I've developed my very first free guide that I'm going to be giving out to you guys. I'm going to have the link here in the show notes, but it is a guide that is called Your Most Important Road Trip. It's a step-by-step guide to harmony in home and business because I believe that we can thrive, we can flourish, and we can just show up in both our home and our business. They do not have to be at odds with each other. We don't have to be on a pendulum swing that we swing from one to another. They don't have to be in balance that we have to constantly be looking, okay, is this a 50-50 balance? Where do I need to give this time in order to make it? No, I believe that they can live in harmony with each other. And so this is a great guide for you if you're feeling any kind of disharmony between the two. If you're feeling just overwhelmed with work and home, if you're feeling overwhelmed with, I, I hear you, Chris, like all this road trip stuff sounds good and important and fun, but you don't know where I'm at. And so if you're feeling any of those things, I would just encourage you to download the guide, look through it, and just let me know what your thoughts are around it. I think it would be really helpful for you for sure. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's your most important road trip, a step-by-step guide to harmony and home and business. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a fantastic day. I will see you next week. Peace.